Hey everybody, I'm Dan Vespris, the host of Fantasy NBA Today, Hoopball's flagship full-season fantasy podcast. We cover every piece of news, every mock draft, every rank list, pickups, drops, buy lows, sell highs, and every sleeper candidate all year long, Monday through Friday. Come check us out. We're Fantasy NBA Today, and you can follow me on Twitter for updates at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. We'll talk to you soon. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatra, joined by the one and only Brett Neckersley. Uh, we're here to break down this Friday, September 4th slate. Two games continuing. Uh, we got another start of the series, Brett, and so we got some new good stuff to talk about in a new series. Uh, we know that's when we can generally take advantage of some price tags and stuff like that. But, you know, it's Friday, man. How's your week going? How's your week been? Uh, what's new? Yeah, it's been good, man. Enjoying the basketball. Um, some some really cool matchups going on out there in playoffs, and you know the whole Denver Jazz thing went down to the wire. And uh, um, you know we've got some good ones on this slate as well. Um, I'm really loving the Bucks um, Heat matchup. Uh, I think it's just got uh, stories all the way through it, and I'm I'm just really enjoying. It. I can't wait to watch this one. Oh, yeah. So and as, as you guys probably already know, uh, we're recording this the night before. So it's, you know, late on uh, Thursday night. So Bratton being the about 12, 13 hours ahead of me on these, he hasn't watched the games yet. He generally watches them after we do our show. So I don't you know, I, I, I'm sure everybody by the time you're listening to this, you already know what happened in the first game. But Brett, I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of a spoiler and I'll, I'll try to keep a little yeah, bit of a surprise uh, buzzer beater game winner with 0.5 seconds left on the clock. Oh. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna. One. I'll leave you in the suspense, but not telling you, you know, you know what team and who hit it and all that good stuff. But you got a you got a good game on your hands to watch in, in a little while. So, uh, awesome. mir- miraculous play. Let's just let's say that. So, uh, but we got a lot to jump into, man. Like I said, there's a new there's a new series starting, and that means that we're going to be talking about a few players that you know we probably weren't talking about in the last one. But before we jump into anything, a uh, quick shout out to Manscaped. Go check them out, guys. Use the promo code HOOPBALL20. Get 20% off plus free shipping on all of their products, whether it's for yourself or you want to buy it for a gift. Uh, they have a luxury line of products, and uh, all of which I've been using and are absolutely fantastic. Um, my new favorite, I've been using the body wash lately, Brenton. So uh, I, I love the smell. It's actually like a very unique smell, and it, it's something that you won't just find going to your local grocery store or anything else. And it's all natural ingredients, uh, no added dyes. Um, or preservatives or anything like that. I don't know why I said preservatives because like you're not eating it, um, but there's no added dyes or chemicals like that. It's it's very clean stuff for your skin. So uh, use that promo code HoopBall20, 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, and let's jump right into this, buddy. We got Milwaukee versus Miami. Uh, and this this has been a scary series right now. Uh, and it's it's you know still being favored in Milwaukee's way, uh, 223 and a half game total. Uh, Milwaukee is being favored by five in this one, but the Heat up 2-0, and it is looking bad for the Bucks. We keep hearing the rumors like swirling around. Giannis is going to you know Heat. Giannis is going to Golden State. Uh, nonetheless, a lot of people think that Giannis might be a little fed up with this Bucks team. 
Uh, and then people are also calling him out for his defense, you know, saying, how does this guy win defensive player of the year? I think, you know, uh, that people got to relax and thinking that he's not a good defender. Um, I don't think he's necessarily, you know, he's getting beat. He's getting beat in this series. But that doesn't mean he's a bad defender. Giannis is still an amazing defender. But we'll start off with this Bucks team. Uh, Brent, why don't you break down who you're looking at? Yeah, so to start with Giannis, I'm actually probably for one lineup, uh, I'm not looking at him here. Uh, and, you know, Heat have just built the wall. So uh, the, the wall that stopped Giannis seems to be the, the go-to for coaches against the Bucks. So uh, that's what the Heat, Heat are doing. Um, you know, his, his minutes, Giannis's minutes are up high they're up around 36 38 and that's because they are in a you know a, a really good battle with the heat here but um i'm i'm even at 11.5 which is a fair price for Giannis, uh i'm just staying away from him here um i'm gonna look at uh some maybe a couple of the other um higher priced uh guys on the slate in the lakers team um but yeah i'm kind of fading Giannis at the moment i just can't trust him against against the heat what do you think uh, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm probably in the same boat as you. I know when you say fade, you know, maybe you're a multiple lineup kind of guy. You'll probably still have maybe one or two. Yeah, uh, sure. You- and I'm probably like in that same boat. I'm not going to be overweight on him. He's not the guy I'm going to be building around, um, especially with all the high-priced options that we have. If you do, no fault to your own. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, the guy can basically drop 60 every single night. And even in his bad games, he's still putting up that safe floor of 55. Uh, we'll get to the guy uh, I'm probably going to you know, be more on later on, but the guy that I'm going to be more on is a lot more volatile. He's more of a tournament-type play. So I get it for the cash games, and he still has that GPP upside, but uh, probably just uh, be a little underweight. What about the return of Bledsoe? You know, the guy basically hasn't played over 30 minutes the entire series, uh, misses a game, and then he's good to play 31. So I, I, you know, where the sense is, I guess it's just, you know, desperate you know the team just needs some bodies in there they need to change what they were looking like they're getting just dumped on uh but do you have any interest now in seeing that he played 31 minutes at 5700 yeah that 31 minutes is is pretty much key if he came back in and played 18 then you'd have a, a real time trying to fit him into your lineups i reckon but coming straight back in playing 31 he got 14 shots up, you know, his assists were down. Uh, and I, I still think at 5,700, that, that's too cheap for Bledsoe if he's going to play those kind of minutes. Um, he, he, as I mentioned, his assists were way down. So it, there's definitely potential for him to to break through that price pretty easy. The defensive matchup isn't great against the Heat, whether it's Dragic or the limited minutes they're playing, Kendrick Nunn on the floor. But honestly, I think there's probably better plays at point guard. Um, I'd, I'd probably rather play his opposite number on the heated a little bit higher and you know if you fall on Bledsoe there's not not too many troubles there he's probably going to make that value you're making it easy for me man yeah no I'm kind of I kind of I, I don't <laughs> mind playing him at 57 I know that there's still a little upside in there I'm glad to see he's playing more than 30 minutes if he's played 28 again I wouldn't touch him uh, but the fact they play 31 after missing a game maybe he plays 33 34 in the next one uh, they do like to play George Hill, so I'm not you know, fully anticipating it. But 5700 it's a comfortable price tag if you land on it. I, I don't mind it. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. On the other side of the ball, I, I do prefer that guy. And then, you know, the, the you know the other two guys, other than, you know, the cheap value plays that you're kind of just hoping for a good game from, we're looking at Middleton and Brooke Lopez. And, you know, Brooke's been playing well in this series. Uh, he does, you know, have a little bit of a mismatch as, as long as they decide to, you know, keep Bam with Giannis. Uh, so he's a guy that I don't mind looking at at 5,600. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, smash on 30, looks like it's just in his wheelhouse and, uh, he'll pay that off, especially in cash. So probably, you know, if you're not spending up at BAM, um, 
my favorite center option on the slate. But uh, let me get your thoughts on him. Yeah, no, right in play for me. Um, with especially with Miami building that wall, as I mentioned, they're they're basically collapsing into the paint on Giannis to stop him and and to stop Middleton as well, uh, which means Brook Lopez can just stand in that corner pocket and shoot threes all night, and that's exactly what he's been doing. So, uh, I I think he's a great price at fifty six hundred. Um, he's hitting in game one. He hit four or six from behind the arc. In game two, he hit three or five. He only needs twenty DK points to get to this value, and he's been getting through there. I don't. And see why it doesn't do it again yeah and then i guess the the last option that um i mean i would probably really be considering on this team would be a guy like chris middleton uh 8200 is a very fair price tag he's basically been hitting that right on the head uh you know really broke out of his slump in the uh in the second to last game versus orlando and now he's basically looking at uh at least 40 dk points one of 39 and a half so 40 uh, you know, 48, 47, 41. So he can easily pay off this price tag, 8,200. And, you know, I, I have slight interest in all three of these guys between Middleton, uh, Bledsoe, and Lopez. If I had to rank them in order to who I think I'm going to be playing, it would probably be, you know, Lopez, Middleton, Bledsoe in that order. And, you know, for that reason, that's kind of why I don't think I need to get that Giannis exposure is that, you know, these guys are probably all going to play big minutes on, on top of it with Giannis. I mean, this is pretty much a do or die situation for him. Nobody wants to be down 3 0. You know, it's not an elimination necessarily, but it, it, it basically is when you're down 3 0. It's almost like a nail in the coffin. We very rarely see teams come back from that. So um, I do have interest in these guys. So uh, what's your thoughts on Middleton? Are you playing any of him? Exactly the same order for me. It'd be, be Lopez, Middleton, and Bledsoe. In that order, Middleton. Just, just something to watch with him is is the fouls. So in the two matchups against the Heat, he's gone. F- I think he fouled out in the first one. He picked up five in the second. So that's a little concerning, considering it's not him trying to guard Jimmy Butler. You'd think if you know Middleton's picking up five and six, he's probably trying to keep Jimmy in check. But Wes Matthews has been playing the Jimmy role, so it's a little concerning um, that maybe he's finding himself a little stranded against smaller guys and reaching or something like that. But uh, yeah, look, um, I, I think there's upside in in Middleton as well. Eighty two hundred, that's a fair price. Um, just keep in mind, he he, he, all, he missed his last three. Th- uh, he missed all of his three attempts in game two. So you'd think he'd be, if he can pick that three-point percentage up, he'd push through here and push probably closer up to that 50 DK points that we have been seeing. Yeah, and he was, and he's, a, I wouldn't say he's priced up, but he was a guy that was right around like, you know, 78, 7,900 when Bledsoe's healthy. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a price increase, and that's kind of why you've probably been seeing those assists up a little bit over the past few games. With Bledsoe out, he was handling the ball a lot more. Uh, but he still has plenty of upside. We know that he has to step up in this series. It can't just be honest. Um, I expect him to have a high volume of shot attempts, but we'll slide over to the other side of the ball, man. Miami dealing with a few uh, few injuries. Andre Iguodala is questionable with a right ankle sprain. He uh, took a trip to the locker room, and that last one did not return. Kelly Olynyk is being considered questionable with a right knee bruise. He picked that up in that last game. Um, but, you know, that's going to open up some some opportunity for some guys if one or if not both of these guys sit. Uh, but we'll start at the top, I guess. You know, we'll look at some of these high priced guys. We've already kind of talked about Drogic. I think uh, we're both going to be on the same sentiments with him. It's it, it's I'm playing him again probably. Seven K yeah. is still not high enough for what this dude's been doing since playoffs have started. Not even just this series. So we're talking about since playoffs have started, the lowest he scored is 31 DK points, upside of multiple 40 games. This is a great matchup for him. Whether Bledsoe's in or out, I don't mind looking at him. He's going to continue to be aggressive. He's going to t- continue to take high-volume shot attempts. Um, yeah, well, we have interest in, in uh, Goran Dragic, needless to say, right? 
absolutely. Like like you said, it's just too cheap. Like seven thousand for what he's producing, he, he's producing well over that, uh, and there's no reason to think he doesn't do it again. Fifteen and eighteen shot attempts in games one and two against the Bucks, with five from behind three in game one and eight from behind three in game two attempts on not makes obviously but man he is getting boards he's he's dishing out assists he's he's running that offense you know for for most of the game and um yeah especially while it looks like none's just going to be a part player in this uh you just keep going back to the dragon no problems at all all right and uh you know what about the other top two guys with uh bam and jimmy any interest in either one of those guys uh both them you know i wouldn't say had down games in the last one but you know a little bit underperforming compared to the price tags. You think they bounce back? Absolutely, yeah. Especially Jimmy. He he was really quiet and go well. You know, quiet. He still still performs uh, at an elite level, but quieter for fantasy points with only thirty point seven five in game two. Played pretty well by Wes Matthews, but uh, I expect the Heat to try and get Jimmy. They try and shake him loose here. You know, run some some screens for him and get and just get him away from that Matthews defense. And I think he gets his shot attempts up. Uh, way more than the eight that he took in game two and 8,300 Jimmy Butler playoffs, just play him. Um, I'm, I'm happy to pair him up with, with Goran as well and just keep playing these two guys that they're, they seem to be underpriced. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, eight shot attempts is not of the norm for Jimmy Butler if he's playing 36 or 38 minutes. We should probably expect that to be more towards, you know, 15, 16 or so. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I generally don't play Dragic and Butler together. I think it is contrarian. It does make some sense in tournaments. I generally just don't don't want to get uh, shares of both of them. I like getting just you know one of the guys and okay. hoping that he gets that high high scoring upside. That's you know that's me. Um, and then it allows me to kind of spread out some of that. You know, if you're spending seven grand and then eighty three hundred. Uh, you're limiting your exposure to some of these other teams, but that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Um, Man, I was going to touch on that in in this slate. It, it, this is actually a slate where I might be leaning to not playing some of these 11K kind of price tag guys, uh, LeBron, AD, Harden, Giannis. I might be steering clear, you know, with, with uh, maybe a few of them in, in a few lineups, but actually trying to just focus on a more well-rounded, uh, you know, lineup using that those 7 to 8K kind of guys. I don't know what you're feeling in this slate, but that's how I'm looking at it. That's not a bad approach, man. I mean, this this might be a good one. It's very contrarian, especially in GPPs, considering the you know the high price guys we do have on the slate. So, um, I like it from a just strategic standpoint. I do like that. So, uh, you know, what about some of these ancillary guys? Then you know your Jay Crowder's, Tyler Hero. Uh, any interest? Both one fifty three, one fifty two. Uh, Tyler Hero coming off the bench has been getting significant usage. Uh, and he's also been handling a lot of the second unit uh, ball handling responsibility too. So I've been noticing that a little bit more. And you know, if we see yeah. Andre Iguodala out, Kendrick Nunn, you know, will probably get a little uptick in minutes. But you know, the ball might be in Hero's hands a little bit more. So he's a guy that you know is perking my interest a little bit at 5200. Um, you know, not necessarily you know if you wanted to you know limit your exposure to some of the starters, even if you wanted to play him with like a Butler or a Dragic, I I can see an avenue for all three of these guys having good games. Yeah, absolutely. It just highlighted and and you know in green here for me. He's he's just looking so confident, and I think it's part of Hero playing on this uh, Heat team. They just seem to get the best out of their players, and he, he's the latest one. You know, after Bam, um, Hero is now the one just stepping up to to just be the most confident kid on the court. He's not faced by playoff pressure. He's shooting it under pressure with no pressure he like you said he's now starting to control the offense he's got the ball in his hands a lot more um man 5200 for this guy he's getting to that value every night and and 
while they continue to play him 32 minutes off the bench, uh, no problems at all. Just keep smashing him out. Yeah, and, I don't, and again, Crowder, um, I think for the position eligibility, he's always in play for me. Uh, you know, he could pay off that 5,300. Yeah, you, you know, you're probably looking at a floor of anywhere between, you know, 18 to 22 points. Um, ceiling's probably around 30 to 33. Um, but it, it's a comfortable feeling kind of play. And in cash games, it makes a lot of sense. I'll probably end up with a, with a few shares of him, just like I said, for that eligibility purpose. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm probably steering away from Crowder in this slate just a little. Uh, just as I, I just think at the position, there's probably a couple of better plays coming up, uh, either higher or lower. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes for both of us. Absolutely, brother. Is there anybody else you're looking for uh, over here on Miami? Yeah, I'm wondering. You know, we both slated Kelly O for for you know the big one in game one, and we were, were probably a game early. Like I think um, Eric Spolstra may may just have been listening to our pod and and you know followed up <laughs> with with some more Kelly O on the court in game two. Where do you see this going? Do you, do you think he's getting gonna you know exceed his value, get the minutes? It looked a lot better in game two. Do we just see him slide back into a, a nothing role in game three? It's I, well. First of all, we got to see if he if he's going to play, and that's number one. With him being questionable, it's you know they said he bruised his right knee. I expect him to play. Um, you know the minutes. I think that sixteen mark might be like the most that we might be able to see from him in this series. I mean, you know, for Spolstra, you know, if they adjust, you're going to obviously have to make an adjustment. But you're up two zero right now, doing what you're doing, and you know that's playing Crowder big minutes and limiting Kelly L. That's I was that's kind true. of expecting that reverse approach. Um, and I think, you know, that's what we were talking about in the show. Both of us thought that, you know, Crowder yeah. might play 26 and Kelly O might play 26 or 24 and they'd mix and match kind of sort of in a way like that. But the, they seem content with playing him 16 minutes and he's hitting his shots in limited minutes. He's still doing well at 3,400. If he plays, you know, I don't mind taking a, a stab at him. We know he has some decent upside. I uh, just needs to grab a couple of rebounds and, you know, if the shot keeps falling the way it is, but not a guy like I was feeling confident in the beginning of this series as like an integral value play. I'm not I'm not there anymore after seeing them, you know, being cautious and just going with what's working. I don't see why they would change if I'm Spolstra. Yeah, and that's a good call. The fact that they are up 2-0 two, two makes a big difference there. The coach is probably not going to change his plans too quickly. Um, like you, I'm pretty surprised. I thought it would be Kelly O, but it is Jay Crowder. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a shame uh, when you see Kelly O's price at 3400 and if, if Kelly O is ruled out, um, and or if Iguodala is ruled out, if both of them are ruled out, it's even better. We, I think we could look at a guy like Derek Jones Jr. for some real value at 3K, bottom of the barrel, minimum salary. Uh, he's going to have to end up getting a couple more minutes just simply because they're not going to have too many bench bodies that they actually trust in playoffs. You know, there'll be Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, him, and then they're going to have to play some other guys that they generally don't even have in the rotation. So. Just uh, just someone to keep an eye on. I would feel a lot more comfortable if they're both rolled out, which I highly doubt. Um, I think Iguodala is more likely to sit than Olenek is, but we have to keep an eye on the injury report before he can kind of uh, start speculating and making those yeah, decisions. Sure. Derek Jones Jr. came out and played. I think he's got seven minutes in the last two matchups, but that last game he picked up steals, blocks straight away. But, you know, unfortunately, seven minutes he didn't hit value, so we've got to wait until he, the minutes are there. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where we're, that's the the thinking right there is that if those guys are out, properly open up an extra you know twenty to twenty five minutes that can get spread out amongst the the bench. Derek Jones Jr. maybe picks up about 18, 15 of them. All of a sudden, we're talking low twenties, uh, and he might be able to pay that off at minimum salary. Wouldn't mind taking taking a stay. And there's also foul trouble. Anybody in that starting lineup gets into foul trouble, he'd yep. probably be the most versatile piece to slide in there. Um, 
All right, man, let's keep it moving then. Houston versus uh, L.A., start of a new series. Uh, Houston coming out of that series uh, with, uh, this, on the, with the skin of their teeth, we'll say. Uh, yeah, that could have been a real bad blemish on James Harden uh, and Russell Westbrook's look if they did not win that game. Chris Paul ended up being the oldest player in NBA history to triple-double in a game seven. But uh, we have the Lakers coming in favored by six in a 225-and-a-half game total. Uh, we'll start off with this uh, the Houston Rockets in this series. You know, coming in with their small ball against a big Lakers lineup. Uh, why don't you talk about a few of the guys that you have some interest in? Yeah, cool. So the obvious guys are there. I mean, Russell's there and, and Harden's there. I want to jump straight to Rocco. Um, the last time we spoke, for which was before game one, I think, um, I said I wasn't chasing his points. And, and that was really the first time he, he came off and, and hit 45 DK points. And he's made me look foolish. He's hit basically the same number three times in a row or pretty close to it. So, yeah, I think Robert, Robert Covington's got to be in play here at uh, 6,300. He's just um, smashing through that easily at the moment. So, um, yeah, uh, the, the the interesting thing with Rocco is is – Who's he going to guard, especially? We'll, we'll get to the Lakers lineup, but um, you'd have to think he's going to get called to either guard LBJ or AD, and, and if that's the case, he, he's just going to get massive minutes to, to keep these guys down. And as long as he doesn't get into foul trouble, he's going to continue getting all of those corner shots that he can handle. And, uh, yeah, he's just too cheap at 6,300 at the moment. Yeah, I don't mind looking at him. Uh, he's been paying that off, sixty three hundred, like you said. He's going to be a mis- It's going to be a mismatch for both teams that both teams can take advantage of. You know, if he is guarding AD, uh, you know he's he's going to be able to get his, like you said his corner shots up with with ease. And I would expect on the other side it would probably be. Uh, I wouldn't say an easy match. Broco's a great defender. Don't get me wrong, but you know a lot of size is being given up between Broco and uh, and AD, but. Uh, you know, I, I do have some interest. I will probably have some decent shares of Covington, but I got to say, man, I think my, my favorite play on this team has got to be Russell Westbrook. Um, I love that price tag at 8,600. Oh, yeah. And he came out, played some decent minutes in that last one, 34 minutes, took 20 shot attempts. And there's one thing I like to do is target some point guards against this Lakers team that cannot defend point guards to save their life. Um, so I definitely have some interest in Russell Westbrook. I think I prefer him over Harden at 8,600. And uh, he might be one of my foundational pieces for uh, for this slate. Yeah, cool, man. You, you're pretty much thinking the same as me. The, when I saw the prices this morning, when I rubbed my eyes and got out of bed, uh, 8,600 is crazy. I mean, he, you know, 34 minutes in the last game, he, he didn't quite hit this kind of value. But I think we've reached the crossover point for Russ here. He, he's, the salary's just dropped down too far and the minutes are coming right up. And, and 86, that's just too cheap to ignore him. He, you know, uh, like like you said, point guards against the Lakers. He, he he's he's going to do pretty much what he wants. I don't I don't see who stops him. I like him um, at, alongside Goran Dragic as the two best plays at point guard. I'm not going near Harden. Absolutely, brother. We're on the same page. I like it. We're clicking. Yeah. Uh, okay. What about uh, you know? We got a couple other guys. I guess we could talk about. You know, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker. Uh, both these guys should have significant roles. Place in both. You know, over 30 minutes. Um, any interest in either one of these guys? Uh, yeah, Tucker, um, I mean, he's hitting that value most night. I, I don't mind the play. I'm just not going to force him into my lineups. If I happen to land there at, I don't know, the utility spot at that price, that's cool. Um, he's been playing high minutes. 
Um, he should still hit value. He's probably just not a focal point for me. I'm, I'm probably more interested in Eric Gordon, although Westbrook coming back, you know, soaks up a hell of a lot of usage away from Gordon. Um, they, the shot attempts dropped significantly in the last one. Um, but really, in this slate, the, the shooting guard and, and small forward spots um, around that mid-price, there's not a lot to go to there. So uh, I probably... Still prefer Hero, but Gordon's in play. What's your thinking? I'm kind of the same. I prefer Hero over Gordon. I'm not going to completely rule Gordon out. And then I also kind of prefer even just spending up the extra 500 on a guy like Covington, uh, knowing that, like I always talk about with Covington, those defensive stats is where it's at with him. They are just his bread and butter. Uh, you know, we didn't. We, I, not to jump back on Covington over the last two games, though, six blocks and eight steals. This, you know, he's hitting his shot. That's where we get that upside. But the floor is always there with just his defensive stats alone. Gordon really needs to be hitting his shot. He needs high volume shot attempts. He's not going to be getting a ton of rebounds, assists. Maybe get a steal here and there. But uh, 5,800, give me hero over him. And then PJ Tucker at 48. It's a fair. I was. I've been playing PJ Tucker, and it's been working well. This is a tough matchup for PJ Tucker. I, I don't see him getting a lot of rebounds. I see a lot of these rebounds going to you know Westbrook and Harden. Uh, it just feels like one of those types of games. So I'm not going to go overboard. Probably won't play too much PJ Tucker, especially knowing that a guy like Brook Lopez only uh, $800 more. But he's a guy I happen to land on a lot. And when I land on, I don't mind it. <laughs> I'll end on him too for some reason. I, I guess it's just, you know, the the value play and, and he ends up being the last man in for me a lot of times. And, yeah, uh, if he's going to get his points, he gets it shooting and, and he has been shooting okay. And I, I think he gets his shots up against uh, the Lakers from the wings here. So no problems there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm off the uh, Jeff Green bandwagon. Ever since Westbrook came back, I've kind of stopped playing him and Daniel House. And I'll probably just continue doing that just because, you know, that, that, that shift in the lineup to the bench, both them, it's just tough. They're not going to really have that opportunity to see the 30-plus minutes anymore. Uh, you know, foul trouble or some things would have to go really right for them. And uh, I don't know if you feel the same, but one guy I wanted to talk about is they might have to play Tyson Chandler. Uh, I wouldn't say he's necessarily going to be a DFS play, but I think they're going to eventually have to use some size other than P.J. Tucker in the front court against a team that has A.D., JaVale McGee, and Dwight Howard. Um, so, you know, worth mentioning, does it, even if he starts, probably not going to be playing him in DFS. I still see him playing like, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes at most. Uh, but I wanted to bring him up just because I, you know, this guy's going to get dusted off the shelf and thrown back into action. Man, it's usually me throwing up these random out of the broom closet kind of names, but I, I think you actually might be onto something there. I don't even have him written down here, but, uh, I've been more focused on, how the Lakers are going to play the Rockets' small ball lineup? Well, yeah. How about how the Rockets are going to deal with the big bodies on the Lakers team? So that's actually a really good call, man. I like it. Yeah, and it's just it's a call for what it's worth in just a game script scenario. Like if you have a prop bet saying, "Will Tyson Chandler play more than you know four seconds?" which might be a real one, uh, <laughs> then, then then probably take that one to bet the over on the four seconds. That's all I'll say. I'm not, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a DFS play. I think that he's going to be limited regardless. Uh, but it's always funny when you see a guy that just have to get dusted off the shelf that uh, just specifically being played for his body. No, <laughs> nothing else. That's it. Um, I imagine he's priced at 3K, right? Yeah, and if we're looking at a 3K guy, guy, I'd probably still prefer Derek Jones Jr. with the caveat of those injuries over there. So, you know, not, not not playing him again. Let me say this. Let me stress this one more time. I am not playing Tyson Chandler. Uh, but but I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up finding his way onto the court. Uh, 
Let's slide over to the Lakers team. Uh, you know, a little injury news as far as them is, I believe Rajon Rondo is being considered questionable uh, for this one. They're saying that they, oh, now he's being listed as probable. So Rajon Rondo being upgraded to probable. Um, there we go. We got uh, we got some Rondo, uh, some more Rondo action back, and you know him being back in this in this lineup hasn't played since uh, the bubble basically started with that broken thumb that he was been dealing with. It always feels like he's breaking fingers left and right. Um, but you know, thirty two hundred, maybe that's the cheap guy you look for if you're trying to play a bottom of the barrel guy. And uh, you know, let me get your thoughts on Rondo. Thirty two hundred, you know, could very well have his minutes limited, but it, it's not necessarily like a soft tissue injury or knee injury he was dealing with. It was you know broken thumb. So if he's cleared, we could see some decent minutes out of him. Yeah, it's worth a punt, I guess. On in, in you know tournaments, I guess. Uh, look, even at even if he comes back, and like you said, he's not—he's not, he's not going to be on uh, soft tissue limits uh, like other guys coming back are. But I'd want to see him. I would want, would want to see the coach say he's playing twenty plus before I'd even throw him in there at thirty two hundred. He just—he has his nights, but those nights are few and far between, and and um, he, he's just not a great fantasy producer. So twenty minutes, he might pull you thirteen DK points, and at three, that uh, three. To salary, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, out. it's not anything you feel comfortable about. No, if you're hearing that, we get the word that he's played, you know, more than twenty. Uh, yeah, sure. But you know, I still think Alex Caruso plays more minutes than him. I uh, wouldn't be shocked if he just comes out there, plays sixteen minutes or so, puts up fourteen, fifteen DK points. But it is the type of matchup where they might go smaller. Keep in mind, last time Rondo played, guys like Avery Bradley were in the lineup. Uh, you know, taking up a you know a solid twenty-eight minutes from these other guys and. You know, there, there's it's something to keep an eye on. Not not a guy that I think is anything worth more than a punt play in your tournaments, um, and you'd have to be using that money wisely. Don't just you know punt it just to punt it. You know, feel really comfortable about the other seven spots in your lineup, and then say, hey, whatever, I'll take a shot on Rondo because I got you know seven other lineups without him. Uh, but let's talk about the real guys. I don't know why I let off with Rondo. I guess it just went straight from the injury report to Rondo. We got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Uh, you know, both these guys always garnering that, you know, that Q, that Q tag next to their name being questionable, but they're playing. They're both probable. Um, though Anthony Davis will ever, forever have that tag. But uh, do you prefer one of these guys over the other? Are you playing either one of them? Or I kind of got your, your, you know, your memo before where you might just fade them both, I'm guessing. Yeah, look, I don't think you can fade them in all your lineups. Like, I'm a multiple uh, lineup guy like you are, and you can't enter, you know, say 20 lineups, just a number off the top of my head, without having one of these guys in in some of these lineups. But, uh, yeah, I'm probably just leaning towards the the mid-price spends and and hoping for some value out of those guys, hoping for some big games. If I had to play one of these guys, and I will be playing one of these guys uh, across the lineups, it's probably LeBron. I just think that uh, Covington probably goes to Davis and that will maybe just cap his upside a little bit. There's nothing wrong with these guys at either price tag. In fact, uh, Davis at 10-6 looks like a steal. I'm just concerned that he has to deal with Rocco all night. It might just cap his upside, and, and so I'm looking at LeBron more than AD. I, I like both of them. These are the yep. two guys I'm spending up on, um, over Harden, over Giannis. I'd much rather have either one. I'll be mixing and matching. Uh, you know, and they both have that position eligibility have tough positions for the night, power forward and small forward. So that's kind of how I'm going to be. You know, I'll probably have 50 50 shares of both these guys um, right down the middle. And just about okay. every single one of my lineups is, is probably the approach I'm going to take. Um, 
Davis ten six is underpriced. I think LeBron in this matchup, it's it's a it's a pace up matchup for the Lakers. Uh, he's going to be in you know playoff LeBron mode as opposed to the regular season. Both these guys are you know playing fine. I think they're both averaging over fifty DK points in this matchup during the regular season. Uh, and now we're talking about them you know kicking it up a notch. So uh, I'm perfectly fine with them. Uh, even a guy like Kuzma at five K. Don't love him, but it's it's that type of matchup for him. Now, if you look at how many minutes he's averaging during this this course of the the series during the regular season, they he played him three times. He's averaging twenty eight minutes. Uh, I believe in one of those games, uh, Anthony Davis was out though, so you know he's probably looking at more along the lines of twenty two to twenty four minutes. Uh, but still at five k, it, it's not an awful price tag. There's probably still a few other guys I prefer over him though that we've already talked about. Yeah, okay. So I'm actually leaning towards Kuz in this one. Um, that that 5K price tag's interesting to me. Um, in uh, this this matchup against the small ball lineup, it's probably you know I don't want to go near McGee. I don't don't want to go near Howard. Either of these guys, they just split the minutes anyway. And then we've got the Rockets playing small ball. So I just got a sneaky feeling that Kuz gets some extra minutes here in, in and may even play alongside AD in uh, this small ball kind of trying to match up against this small ball team. He's capable of a big night if he gets his shot going. Um, you know I, I think he's he's probably gonna surprise a few people here that's what i'm hoping and i'm gonna lean on coos a little bit uh in the in the game one especially and hopefully i've made that that call right and i can uh you know surprise a a few slates uh by by using coos and and hoping that he exceeds value yeah i don't mind it and you know i have a a lot more interest in more lakers than i normally would and like i said it's simply because this is gonna be a running gun matchup with a ton of possessions and you know very fast pace so you know, normally I'm not interested in Kuzma. I do have some slight interest in him. Uh, you said you weren't interested in Dwight Howard. I don't mind getting, taking a stab at him if I land that on 4K. Uh, you know, in 16 minutes per game and three matchups, he's averaging over 21 DK points against his team. So that's you know pretty much smack on value. And he's he's been playing well uh, in the past few games. You know, pretty much getting uh, 18 to 20 DK points in most of those. So I, you know, I don't mind taking a look at him. Not my favorite option. And then uh, Danny Green. Um, I don't want to play Danny Green. Um, Come on, man. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to, Brian. But the dude's averaging 30 DK points against oh. against Houston during the regular season in three games. So, you know, it, it's that type of matchup for him. I'm not saying play Danny Green. Uh, I'm not saying not to play Danny Green. He's one of those guys where you're probably going to need someone around that 4K range to make the value work. And uh, he's not he's not a terrible guy to look at. Like I prefer him over a guy like you know Wesley Matthews and you know some of those Milwaukee oh, yeah. bench guys. So, um, but I can feel, I can hear the pain in your voice, man. Yeah, talking about pain. having to play Danny Green, like I just can't. I, I just got to stay away from KCP, Danny Green. If I play them, I we've said it before. I get them wrong. It's back to front the other way, and the other guy goes off. So. Uh, just can't do it. And and it's the same with McGee and um, Howard for me. If I play one, the other one goes nuts. And so I just leave them all alone. I will say I do prefer Green over Caldwell Pope. So, like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's tough to play these guys and have any sort of, uh, you know, confidence in them at this point in this stage, uh, you know, in their careers and their roles on this team. Um, but I guess, you know, if we're, if we're taking a look at, you know, guys that are right at that 4K or less range, you know, being comparable to like George Hill, I probably prefer Danny Green over George Hill. You know, Dwight Howard, Caldwell Pope, 
uh, Iguodala, Matthews. So, you know, when you start hitting that below 4K, he's probably the bottom, like the cheapest guy. Um, barring that Miami uh, injury news that I'd be willing to play. I guess I guess that's uh, the proper way to say how I feel about Danny Green. Yeah, um, fair enough. It's and so, I, just so shooting dependent, Mike. Like, mm-hmm. it just yeah. kills you. You know, they're not getting – or they get a, might, might get a few boards, but LeBron and AD run the entire offense until there's a bailout, and then they have to hit the three on that bailout. And more often than not, these guys don't hit, and it's just – painful to watch when you have them in your life yeah. so you know, well, I, can't, I can't deal myself that pain yeah and i and you're right he does need to hit his shot but i i think you know minutes equal money and he is going to probably be the one tasked uh with guarding james harden so i imagine um and that's that could be a bad thing james harden knows how to get people into foul trouble um but i imagine that he sees you know 34 35 minutes if, if this game stays close don't love it again but if you need it it's there bottom of the barrel type of guy, probably the cheapest guy I said that I'd be willing to go to. But is is there anybody else? I think we talked about just about everybody on the Lakers at this point, but uh, anybody that I missed that you want to talk about real quick? Nah, not really. Uh, I think Rajan Rondo coming back counts out a couple of other guys. So I think we've probably uh, wiped the floor with the Lakers and, and done a good job. All right, man. Any plans for the weekend? Weekend coming up, girlfriend time, uh, kids time. Um, and yeah, we'll just be... Uh, we, we're, we're pretty good over here in lockdown, so we, we are pretty much moving around uh, freely as we like at the moment in South Australia, in Adelaide, so we can go out and do whatever we want at the moment. I um, hope that's not uh, killing some of you guys over in the States who are in lockdown still, but uh, yeah, we'll just get out and you know, so, get some fresh nah, air. I mean, it is what it is at this point, um, you know. Take a precaution. I, I I stick to myself anyway. That's why I, I I was talking to my girlfriend about this when lockdown first started. I was like I was I'm built for this. Uh, <laughs> Me I'm, too, I'm, man. I worked like you know 16, 14 hours a day most days, and then you know I come home and I I, I sleep. I uh, you know watch a game. Sometimes I'll have a beer, and then boom, old man at heart, call it a night. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm made for this. So. I, I'm the uh, same, man. I joke with my girl that this this uh, coronavirus has not changed my life at all. I'm pretty much stay at home to myself, watch movies, watch basketball, and go to bed. So yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, so that's all we have for you. Um, you know, we appreciate you guys as always as listening. Um, you know, if you have a quick minute, give us a nice thumbs up, a rate and review, five star comment. It'd be lovely. We do appreciate it. It means a lot to us over here to kind of see that kind of stuff. And then uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Micapatria, M I K E A P O T R I A. And Breton, let the good people know where they can find you. Yep, you can find me at T E R R A I N 72. So that's Terrain 72. Awesome, man. And uh, if you guys have another minute, uh, we didn't mention it earlier, but we'll mention it at the end. Go check out my bookie. Uh, you know, use my bookie as your primary bookie site. Absolutely fantastic. And to make it even better, use that promo code Hoopball H O O P B A L L. Get a deposit match. So make sure you guys check them out. But for everything, uh, you know, for or for everything for everybody over here at Hoopball, as always, guys, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. It will be uh, Santino taking the reins. Leafy's going to be on uh, with Steve. So thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you later. Let's go crush a GPP. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.